Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a place where chasing dreams and chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to take the abnormal path and pursue your true happiness. My name is Tina Cudinia, chocolate business mentor, award-winning chocolatier, mama to a little one, and wifey to one seriously handsome Portuguese stud, fellow chocolatier pastry chef, Bruno Cudinia. I am all about doing the dang thing and doing it well. With 15 plus years of chocolate experience under my belt, I've worked in every chocolate scenario from massive factory to upscale boutique to wholesale to chocolate school to luxury hotels to having a side business to taking the business full time. Whew! Today, I get to help other chocolatiers worldwide level up and absolutely crush it on their chocolate goals. Oh yeah, we are going to the top, my friends. So if you're looking to get inspired, have some more insight into chocolatier life, and learn a thing or two, you are in the right place. Thanks for coming with me on this journey, and without further ado, let's dive in. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a safe space for chocolatiers, chocolatiers to learn about chocolatier life and also learn some tips and tricks to build the best dang strategy for you to thrive in your business. So today I want to come on and talk about three things that I super duper freaked out about before becoming a chocolatier. And when I say freaked out about, I mean, it got to the point that I had analysis paralysis. I was overthinking things all the time. I probably could have gotten things started in my own chocolate business a lot earlier if I didn't freak out about these things so much. And these became these all-consuming thoughts that just filled my head with so much overwhelm that it took a very long time for me to finally click and get out of that. And I feel like a lot of you probably can relate. So I just wanted to come and share it and then share the flip side of what got me to the other side of that thinking. So number one, the one thing that I freaked out about before becoming a chocolatier was the money. And when I say the money, I mean the money to get the dang thing started. So when I started becoming a chocolatier, I worked under Chef Jacques in New York who had 10 stores at the time. I saw all the costs associated with that. I learned how much he invested into his business. I saw everything running, all the machines and doing the math in your head. I was like, that is a lot of money, right? And then I worked for his wife in Beverly Hills, who had an upscale boutique, much smaller, but also very expensive to be in Beverly Hills. And then I worked under an MOF chef who partnered with a really renowned chef in the industry. And I learned how much they both invested into the business. And it's both upwards of the high six figures. And that super freaked me out. So prior to starting my own business, I was so hung up on how the heck am I supposed to start this when I have like $800 in my bank account? Like no joke, I had like $800 in my bank account and I had a thousand in savings. That was my, I don't know, my my standard for living back in the day. But the money part really freaked me out, but it never stopped me from doing chocolate or pursuing it. I would say that the money part stopped me from pursuing it fully. And what I mean by that is there was always a part of me who was afraid to let go of the job I was at, afraid to fully go into my business, afraid to really let others know that I had a business going on or I was thinking about that because internally I already had all this pressure of like, I have no idea how I'm going to make it work. I don't have that type of money. I just know that I have this huge passion, but people are going to laugh in my face if I can't even get it off the ground. Because again, I was just so fixated on the money part. I'm just going to share the things I freak out about first, and then I'm going to get around to the other side, right? The second thing that I freaked out about was the opinions. 
particularly the opinions of French people. <laughs> like I worked under only French chefs, basically my entire chocolatier career. And I was just so afraid of all the judgment I would get because not to like put Frenchies down, but in the kitchens I worked in, I always noticed this sort of, and it's kind of a stereotype, but again, I experienced it kind of this stereotypical French people are the best, analyze every little freaking detail, speak in French, give an opinion about when they see someone else doing something and they want to critique it type of thing. So I was just so nervous about what French people would think of me doing chocolate or my product that I would always doubt if what I was doing was good enough or if they would think it was silly or if they would think that I was just wasn't any good, even though I literally trained under, you know, people like freaking Jacques Therese and Melissa Koppel and Emma finalists and all these types of things. I was just always in my head about they're just not going to see that I'm good enough. And I realized that that was actually more a self-confidence issue within myself, again, for believing and going 100% into this dream. There's a common theme here, if you'll notice. The third thing that I always used to freak out about was the timeline of things. So I had it in my head that if I were to do this thing, chocolatiering, I was just thinking, I wasn't, I never was one of those girls who's like, oh, I need to be married by this time. And I need to have a kid by that time. I never had that biological timeline for myself. My timeline was more of when am I going to become really successful? And I was always very fine and open to putting in the, the time and the effort to get the experience and get the wisdom to be able to grow. Like that's fine for me, but I always had this timeline of when am I going to be very successful? And as I was meeting different chefs in the industry, I was just, you know, hearing their stories, listening to them talk about the careers, seeing what they built for themselves. And I noticed there was this 10-year mark where everyone around 10 years, like reached this huge pinnacle in their career. And so as I started working in the industry, I put this pressure on myself once again. I'm at year five. I should be at this certain point. I need to be having my own business and mega successful by year 10. On year 10, I freaking took a break because I became a mom, by the way. But there was always this timeline of I need to freaking have things happen faster. If I'm in a job where I'm working, once I like felt like I squeezed everything I could out of it, like what's the next step? Like I need to go, 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 go. Like that was my mentality. So these are things that, again, consumed my thoughts and I'd freak out about them all the time. And I worried about them, but I didn't let them. Like I didn't let them, I, I freaked out about them, but I also didn't freak out about them. If that makes sense, like the money part, I had no freaking idea how I was going to come up with the type of money that I saw these chefs investing into their businesses. But at the same time, I also had this blind faith, like it's going to happen. It's just going to have to happen. You know, like I had that type of thinking. I still think I have that type of thinking for a lot of things on the opinions of people. That was really the breaking point for me when I realized that at the end of the day, no one is going to be able to tell me. I could or could not do something except myself. And that was really me becoming more comfortable with myself and making the decision that I'm not living my life to please anyone else. I'm not trying to be something to someone. I'm only trying to be the most authentic person to myself because I feel that it's like an internal self journey thing. I feel that when you get to know yourself better and get to love yourself really good, then naturally you just start emitting a certain, you know, 
you want to call it energy, a certain vibe about yourself that is so unique to you that you can't do wrong with whatever you choose to do. So when I realized that I was sort of, you know, playing it safe and sort of denying myself joy in my life because I was so hung up on the opinion of a French chef, like, isn't really, you know, isn't the entrepreneurial type. So why should I be caring about that? I realized that, you know, this journey really is my own and I have the power to control it. And I need to hone in on that. And I need to stop the outside noise. And I need to just reaffirm that what I want is valid, what I want I'm worthy of, what I want I'm able to get because that is me. That's my personality. That's how I am. And for the timeline thing, I realized that similar to the whole, everyone has their own journey. I just realized that this timeline, this 10-year marker that I kept putting on myself wasn't really servicing me any good in any way because I thought about it. I was like, maybe for some people, they were able to reach their, you know, biggest pinnacle of success in their career in 10 years. For some people, it took longer. And for some people, it took longer because they were meant for something even bigger than like the first pinnacle of success or whatever. So for me, I just realized that if I just lean into the journey and I continuously go after things that I feel called to and I feel aligned to and they challenge me and I put in the work and I see how I change and I see the results that come from that and I continuously improve, then my journey doesn't end after 10 years. I actually have so much more leaps and bounds that I can make for myself and that becomes more exciting. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, you know, the future is uncertain and that's incredibly scary and we can hold these certain things over our head about what people think or like, the the money or where you should be in your business or how you know how you should be as an entrepreneur or how you should be as a chocolatier or the comparison trap all these types of things but I think that as long as you recognize that you are doing the absolute best that you can and if you need help you're getting the help that you need in whatever shape form area that is and you see the results pay off from that hard work it naturally gives you an inclination and a motivation to keep going. And so for me, I just realized that once I started sort of letting go of these expectations put on by other people or that I self-created in my head, then I was just free to be my best self. I was just free to be a beast. I was just free to explore what it meant to be a freaking beast. And so I did. And that's how I lead it. I just feel like If I want to do something, I'm going to do that. Like I confidently say that I just know I'm going to do it because I've been through worse. You know, I've I've already battled the inner demons that would prevent me from going after what I want. Initially, chocolate being coming to chocolate did that. And now it's like whatever else there is that life has for me. I just constantly think of all the possibilities and all the happy stuff that can happen by me continuously getting out of my comfort zone and exploring what again feels authentic and real to me. And I think that that's a very important message. So if you're listening to this, I would say, is there something that is preventing you from showing up for your dream to be a chocolatier or to take that next step in your business? Why are you letting it hold so much power? Is it relevant? Is it an actual thing that has power over you? Or is it something that you're replaying in your head over and over, convincing yourself that you can only be such and such because you've just fed yourself that story over and over. It's rewriting your narrative. It's taking control of your narrative. I feel like, again, it's a very personal journey to be an entrepreneur, to be a chocolatier. 
especially to be an artist in chocolatier. There's a lot of people who do it. And at the same time, there's few people who really stick with it. And I feel like when you really listen, when you really know what it is you want to do in life, whether that's chocolate or that's something else, there's absolutely no one who can stop you but yourself. And you just have to make that decision for yourself and be willing to show up authentically and go after there and do it and get out of your comfort zone and be willing to be stretched because you know that on the other side is this amazing opportunity to experience life and your dreams on a level that you've never experienced before. That's how I think. I always say I'm kind of woo, but that is exactly how I think. And that's how I operate. And that's what keeps me going because I will always, always think of the possibilities. Even before I became a chocolatier officially, I always thought of the possibilities. It's just that at one point of time in my life, before I made it more official, official, I let the fears get louder. So you have to think of like, whose voice are you listening to in your head? Are you listening to the fear? Are you listening to the faith? Are you listening to all the hate and all the comments and all that I should be and all of those things? Or are you listening to, I will, I am, I will be, you know? Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, and I will catch you on the next one. Ciao. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast helpful and would be so kind, share the good news. Let your chocolate friends know, post about it on social media, or simply leave a five-star review. Because honestly, if I can help others to do the dang thing too, that is just awesome sauce in my book. Oh yeah, by the way, I say things like awesome sauce. (laughs) Anyways, y'all, I'm going to close with my personal mantra for life. Remember, Chocolatier, I truly 100% believe it and I know it to be true. You are absolutely worthy of the life you dream. You just have to have the courage to keep pursuing it. Till next time, friends.